guys, my name is Cass. And I'm Jess. And we are the Long Distance Fangirls. Cass and I have been friends for literally the longest time. Over a decade now. Yeah, we met back in fifth grade, guys. And while our friendship didn't really start until middle school, we have become inseparable since then. And I attribute a lot of that to our mutual love of pop culture. And being the nostalgic, emotional 23-year-olds that we are now, we love to focus back on these obsessions that we had in the past. Unfortunately, one of the worst parts about being young adults is that we no longer live in the same city. Our distance is already quite vast as we live in separate states, but I'm about to take that a step further by moving to London, England here hopefully in a few weeks. We know that keeping in contact while we are living so far apart is going to be a challenge. So we decided to create this podcast as a way to continue to bond as we live 4,000 miles apart, but also to create a community of fangirls that can come together and enjoy these topics that we talk about along with us. Each season of this podcast will be dedicated to a different fandom that we still are or were once a part of together. This first season, for example, will be all about One Direction. Oh my gosh, guys, we are so excited for this first season. Nothing has quite brought us together like One Direction has, and we're still completely obsessed with the band and each of the boys' solo careers to this day. Each episode will feature discussion of the songs on each album. So today we're starting from the beginning and we're focusing on what makes you beautiful, one thing, and gotta be you. We hope you enjoy! All right, Cass, I am so, so excited to talk about what makes you beautiful today. This song... Oh, it is the beginning. It is truly the beginning. It is. Of our boys' career. It's the beginning of the career. It's the beginning of our time as fans and really our time as like true fangirls. I feel like One Direction was the start of our kind of obsessive fangirliness over everything in life. I completely agree because while Twilight and The Hunger Games and, uh, and Glee had already like started before we knew about One Direction, One Direction was like the key. It is what unleashed (laughs) the crazy from our lives. So, yeah. And I mean, I think we'll always own up to the fact that were we those obsessive, crazy fangirls? Sure, say what you want. We were obsessive and crazy, but it just showed how much we loved our boys. And we're just so excited to talk about that love. So, (laughs) the fact that it hasn't diminished in 10 years is really really astounding I know I know since we recently came up on the 10-year anniversary and I think what makes you beautiful is one of those songs like it will always be their anthem song you know that song will be what they're known for to outsiders and kind of just it's that super nostalgic song for all of us fans because like we said it was the beginning it was it was the very first song that i actually ever listened to by one direction and so it's like truly at the the origin of my like founding of them and my fi- like founding of myself in a lot of ways too so it has a lot of a uh, nostalgia for me that's for sure yeah so with each song we're kind of gonna talk about more technicalities of all of them but for this episode especially we kind of want to get into our origin stories of One Direction and 
for both of us, we each have different songs, actually, that we were introduced to for them. So Jess is going to kick it off with What Makes You Beautiful being her origin story song. It's so funny that we're starting with my origin story because Cass actually is the person that introduced me to One Direction. Um, And so her origin starts before mine, but it's, so we were freshmen in high school at the time, guys. Oh my God, freshmen? Yeah, we were freshmen. I don't know why, for some reason, I was thinking this was farther back in junior high. Maybe just because I was like, we were young and crazy. (laughs) No, we were in high school. (laughs) We were in high school, guys. We were 15 years old. Oh, man. Just to be clear. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And like, just to put out there too, like, we didn't know about One Direction while they were on X Factor. Like, that was not our time. So that's one reason why we were a little bit older. Because if we had actually joined them at their true, like, their true start, I guess you could say, we would have been younger. We would have been in middle school. But we live in the States. So that's an important thing to know. <laughs> it is. And we didn't have access to, like, the BBC or Channel 4, whatever channel over there um, X Factor is on. But anyway, so we were freshmen and Cass comes up to me after school one day. And I will never forget this because you were so excited. You were like, Jess, you have to check out this boy band. You have to. And I was like, no. (laughs) Thanks, though. (laughs) She was. She was not having it. I was not. And it's so funny that I look back on this because you didn't like, it's not that you didn't get excited about a lot of things, but in the past, the things you introduced me to the Hunger Games too and I remember how excited you got about the Hunger Games and that you were like Jess you have to read this series and I did the same thing then I was like no and then when I actually did I loved it that happens a lot I think with us you're always very lenient to join into and I get it because in this day and age like there's so many new things out there but I'm like no really like you'll like this I we're friends I know you I know you'll like this thing (laughs) and you're always so eh I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. You're very nice about it. You you turned me down in a very, you're like a boy who just is like, I want to stay friends. You're just like, no, thanks though. <laughs> so basically I friend zone. I friend zone all of Cass's suggestions. And um, so this wasn't new. This isn't something like this rejection wasn't something she was um, not used to. <laughs> But she was persistent this time. Not that she wasn't in the past, but, like, she was very persistent. Like, almost every day she'd send me a message like, hey, did you look at that song I, like, told you to look up yet? Hey, did you check out this Instagram page yet? And to be very clear, I did not have Instagram yet. Um, It wasn't, like, a thing in our town until, like, six months after Cass got it and probably, like, three months after I got it. So... I was like, no, no, I haven't had time, which in reality, I did have time, (laughs) but I just like wasn't doing it. And then I don't know what the eventual like final push was, but you were like, Jess, please, for the love of God, look up this song. So I'm not really sure what the final push exactly was, but I do know that I eventually gave in and I went and looked up One Direction in Google. And the first thing that came up was What Makes You Beautiful. So I clicked on the music video and I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, what an epiphany. I can't believe this is happening. And I also realized I'd heard the song before on the radio because it was a top song at the time. Of course I'd heard it, but 
didn't realize who was singing it or like anything like that because I was 15 and I didn't do research into musicians back then. I just listened to the top 40 and was hoping that that was going to make me cool because that's all I cared about when I was 15, like most 15 year olds. Yep. And long story short, I listened, I watched, and then I like watched everything else. And I was able to message Cass back and be like, you were right. I was wrong. Thank you. (laughs) What makes you beautiful video kind of as compared to some of the other songs, is it the most perfect introduction to them? No, but it does a good enough job as an introduction to them to hook you in and make you want to look up everything else. I agree. And it's also just one of those things. They all were kind of like given their personality trait, right? And I think the music video really sets it up. And the song in general, I think, opens them up to be perceived as different than previous boy bands in the past because you and I are old enough where while we weren't in the height of NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, we knew of them, we listened to their music, and while we weren't their fans necessarily, I mean, we were like four years old, (sighs) we were still like aware, you know? Yeah. I think boy bands in general, they they sing about usually sing about girls, they sing about love, sing about all those things. And Beginning One Direction is very much that, but there's something about them that just, maybe this is just our teenage fan selves being like, there's something different about them. They just stand out to us. (laughs) But I don't know, I haven't been able to fully pinpoint what it was yet, but... (laughs) I also, like, I don't want to, maybe when, as we keep listening, we'll have, like, a better answer, but I do think that it has something to do with the fact that they, this was their number one song, like, right away. I think that has something to do with it, and it was a song that most teenage boys wouldn't sing, because, yes, like you said, teenage boys and boy bands specifically were singing about romance and love and girls, but they were doing so in this way where they were objectified, whereas this is more giving the power back to the female, which is not something we're necessarily used to. Yeah, I mean, the song literally is, you're beautiful, basically, no matter what it is. I mean, the beginning, you're insecure, right now is a little questionable, but I mean, back then, it was like answering everything that we thought. It's like, yeah, we're in high school, of course we're insecure, but these five boys are telling me that I am beautiful no matter what, which, as you said, was a lot different from other boy bands and a lot different than the music at the time. I mean, mid to late 2000s pop, like Top 40, is a lot of objectifying songs, which, I mean, of course, we all loved at the middle school dances, but it's like the stuff that we were dancing to is uh, pretty objectifying. (laughs) So just this was a huge turn, I think, in both the music industry and for boy bands and for all of us uh, high school girls, you know, we had somebody telling us that we looked great. I totally agree. And I will just like continue by saying that Simon and the entire One Direction business and management team knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that not only would this be different, but it was going to like it was going to resonate with all of these teenage girls, which obviously was their, like, niche. That was what they were going for at the Mm -hmm. time. And I think it's very obvious, as much as it pains me to say, like, 
Harry, Liam, Louis, Zane, and Niall did not write this song. It was definitely put together by people like behind a computer just like figuring out what's going to be a beat, what's going to be lyrics, and what's just going to be like on the whole musically something that's going to make these boys stand out and be different and that's what happened here. Yeah and I mean everybody has their opinion on Simon and modest management and I mean I know I have mine and it's not very good but there is absolutely no denying the fact that they are extremely smart in the music business. They knew that making a song telling girls that they were beautiful was going to grow a huge fan base when you have these five really cute guys, I mean, there was no, they were going to be unstoppable. Cause I mean, it's been shown in the past with boy bands. I mean, it, whether you go all the way back to like the Beatles or something like that, they had the crazy obsessive fans because they were these back then four good looking guys singing about loving a girl. And now you have these five good looking boys saying, you're beautiful. We love you. So, I mean, there was no stopping that. There wasn't. Re-listening to the song, one thing that actually immediately caught my attention in my first listen through, because I listened to it a couple of different times before we did this episode, just to make sure I was getting like the whole scope of it. I know that the first album is a lot of Harry and Liam, but I was shocked by how much the like What Makes You Beautiful is just Harry. Like Liam has one or two like little solo things and Zane has like one short one and the other two like usual have nothing so it was just very weird to me that this is what they're like taking off with this is their number one first single ever as like artists that aren't attached to the x factor and they're only really featuring one member it's interesting and it does make me think too about like my origin story like when I heard it for the first time like oh maybe it didn't click with me that this was like a boy band because why would it they were trying to find out who in the band was radio friendly and who was going to be their front runner but it is interesting with what makes you beautiful because looking back you know i always thought of and i think a lot of people thought of ahead of the band or you know the go-to person it was liam you know he was literally known as daddy liam in the way of just you know what I, but he was not in the sexual way, but in the, like fatherly figure way. He was Daddy Liam. And it's very interesting. In Up All Night, it is a lot of the Liam show, but in What Makes You Beautiful, he has a little bit of a step back compared to the rest of the Up All Night album. So whether it's their radio friendly voices, whether it's, you know, choosing one of the boys to be in the front of the band. Who knows, but What Makes You Beautiful and the Up All Night album in general does not showcase the band to its full potential. That is for sure. That's totally true. And I think part of it too is that they were still trying to find their sound because this first song also doesn't feature any harmony. They all sing um, the na part near the end, but it's all on the same pitch. Like there's no like harmony whatsoever in this song. And I think that's really fascinating too because it again it almost makes it sound like it's a single artist um but obviously it's you know what i mean yeah for sure that's a really good point that i hadn't really fully noticed it's very interesting that that song was the chosen first single but it also works in a weird way 
So I'm not sure if I find it how it works being just because of nostalgia or what, but something about What Makes You Beautiful just works as a first song, despite its lack of showing off the band. I completely agree. The song totally is just an upbeat, classic, positive anthem, for lack of a better word. It's an anthem, and it's fantastic. And I think this is a perfect time to give our rating of the song. What do you think? For sure. So each episode, we're going to be giving each song on its own a rating out of five, five stars. And then at the end of the episode, we'll rank each of the songs that we talked about, um, fighting against each other. And then hopefully at the end of the season, we will have a massive list that we can compare because I know Jess and I definitely have some different thoughts about different songs. And we can kind of give a nice little comparison of how we rank One Direction's Up All Night album. But for What Makes You Beautiful, my score out of five is a three and a half. Oh my goodness, that's much lower than I was expecting. <laughs> I, I, I give it the three and a half for the reason mostly of nostalgia. It's, I am not necessarily the biggest fan of just straight pop songs. I am, but also this one is just that radio-friendly pop song, which I like, but I don't love as much so musically the song it's good but it's not my favorite but nostalgia definitely boosts that score up a little bit so you can't hate what makes you beautiful but I don't necessarily love it either that's fair I do know like your listening history for music is much different than mine too so that's definitely why we differ in our opinions of One Direction's music because I do think it it does kind of expand later on to be a little bit more than just pop so it's interesting and exciting for what's to come but um my what makes you beautiful rating is four out of five stars now i thought about giving it higher but i will say i i know i thought about giving it higher but because it doesn't feature all of them in the way that i remember it doing I was like, you know what? No, this this isn't their greatest song. It's not a great it's not their greatest single either. It's it's their first single, so it has that nostalgia factor for me, which is what puts it there. And it is upbeat, it is anthem-like, so that keeps it high. But for the sheer fact that it's not all inclusive of all the boys, it gets a four instead of a four and a half. Yeah, I definitely agree with it's not my favorite single, and I'm actually super excited to talk about that in the future because I have strong thoughts on that. But that'll be a later episode that you guys will just all have to tune in to find out. Now, moving on. Next, we're going to go a little bit out of order of the album, but we're going to keep in with origin stories because we're going to talk about one thing. And one thing is actually where my origin story comes in. So for some odd reason, one thing was the first song that I listened to. And a little background, um, growing up, I, I never had a contract phone. I always had track phones. 
So I had prepaid minutes and stuff and I never had apps or anything like that where, you know, like people who had the iPhones had the social medias, they had Facebook, they had all those games and stuff. So um, in high school, I got my first job. And so when I started making a little bit of money, my first big purchase was an iPad. And it was finally my time to shine. I was like, I can finally join in on all of this, get all of the chatting apps and the social media. So I decided to download Instagram. Now, as Jess said, uh, it really wasn't the thing it was today. I mean, I got it. It was 2011. So it was very early. Not really a big thing yet. And I mean, I don't want to be that person who's like, I had it before it was cool. But I truly had it before it was cool. It wasn't really a thing yet. So uh, like she said, none of our friends were really on there yet. So What's the next best thing besides going to the search page or the explore page and trying to find people to follow? And One Direction kept coming up on my page. So I decided, you know, I'm seeing them so much. I got to find out who this is. You know, they're cute. I, I want to know who this is. So I looked up One Direction on YouTube and the second thing to come up was the One Thing music video. For some reason, I gravitated towards that one more than the What Makes You Beautiful video. I'm not sure if it was just, you know, that London background thumbnail as compared to the beach thumbnail. Not exactly sure, but I chose One Thing. And I'm really glad I did because, honestly, I like One Thing a lot more than I like What Makes You Beautiful. I think... It showcases the boys more. It's, it really, to me, is more of the band explanation, if you will. You know, it kind of showcases them all a little bit more. And yeah, so I found them. I found one thing. I fell in love instantly. And I immediately messaged Jess. And you all know how that goes. <laughs> I got turned down. <laughs> so... Um, I found Solace and one of our other friends, and I bonded with her over One Direction, and then probably both of us ganging up on you, being like, you need to listen to this band, they're so good! You finally listened and joined in, and yeah, that's where it shot off today. So I have a lot of nostalgic love for one thing, just because, you know, of course we love what makes you beautiful, but one thing is my origin story so I have a little more love for that song. One thing is definitely a more inclusive song for the band because every member has like their own little like special part in it and that's the first song on the album that features all of them in a unique light that lets them all have a solo that lets them all like have their voice be heard and I think that in and of itself is just really great and it's a really defining moment for the band because it lets them all like let their personality shine let their voice shine let them be heard and really brings to light their like unification as a band as well yeah yeah exactly what you said I this song does a fantastic job not fantastic let me backtrack on that. This song does a better job <laughs> at showcasing all the boys because no, they still don't all get solos in the same way that they do in some later songs, 
but you can hear every voice at this point. You can start pinpointing. And that early on is very important because we're all still learning about this band and trying to figure out who's who. And I remember in the beginning listening to these songs and trying to figure out who's singing right now. Oh, that's Liam. Oh, oh, I think I hear Louie. Like, that's super important for people in the beginning because we're trying to get to know these boys, at least the big fans. We want to get to know them and we want to get to know their voices and such. So one thing does a step above what makes you beautiful at letting us find out who they are. I completely agree. And in my re-listen, I was shocked, truly shocked, because I never realized before how much you can hear Louis in the chorus. Now, it's not Louis's chorus. I want to be very clear. It's not a no-control moment where, like, it's Louis heavy. <laughs> that took a long time to get that. <laughs> it was, yes, too long, too long. But I, wow, I was shocked. And it's also funny because... It's like a duet with Harry. It's like those two are having like a moment and it's not harmonized necessarily, but it's definitely like those two. Those are the two voices that stand out. And it's interesting when you think about all the rumors kind of surrounding them at the time, thanks to the video diaries and a lot of what has already been happening in like their interviews and their time on X Factor. It's interesting that management and the music producers would choose to have their voices kind of stand out in this like romantic song together. And now we're not going to talk a lot about Larry Stylinson here on the Long Distance Fangirls podcast, but we are, it is part of their history. It's part of like the fandom and we can't ignore it either. So when we see something like this, we're going to bring light to it. And I just do find it interesting and I'm sure it didn't help with the rumors going on at the time. But who knows, maybe management liked the fact that there were rumors going on. Yeah, I mean, good news or bad news, all news is news. So it was, and at that time, that's what they were looking for. I mean, obviously, Larry is very much, if not all, fan-driven. Like, news outlets are not talking about Larry because they, the boys themselves don't talk about it, so it's not really newsworthy. But... To fans, that was a huge thing, and like Jess said, we're not going to talk about it much, but I honestly had never noticed that before in a listen until you brought it up to me, and so maybe it's one of those things, too, that we're just noticing now, and back then might not have been a big thing, but who knows? Maybe some people did. We were so wrapped up and still just, I love this song so much that we weren't listening to it very critically and hearing those things as much. So who knows? That's one reason I think I'm so excited for like what we're doing here on this podcast, because I think it's really important to listen critically to and watch critically, read critically of all these things that you liked in your past, because it shows how much you've grown and how much like the story maybe has not grown with you. And like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just really important. But I'm like really excited. I was really excited by hearing Louis's voice in the chorus because I was like, oh my gosh, she was there all along and I just didn't notice. Yeah, because I mean, man, in Up All Night, really the only Louis moment that we got was in moments. <laughs> and so it's just, you look forward to those times because there's not very many. You do. And we haven't gotten into like our favorite members of the band yet, but... Oh yeah. It's That's really funny. 
It is because both of our favorite members were the ones that weren't featured very often on the first album. Yep. Uh, I am a self-proclaimed huge Louis fan. Yeah, she was definitely a Louis girl through and through. Just like I was a Nile girl from the beginning. Nile was the blondie in the group and I for some reason, had such an attraction to blondes in high school. I, I can't tell you why, because I don't know, because um, I married a brunette. There you go. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do remember just had a special place for blondes, and I had a special place for funny people. So it worked out really well, and we were very open with our love in our purchases of both pillows and Mattel dolls of Louis <laughs> But... You know, we could, we could do a whole episode on merchandise that we have, and if that's something that you guys want, let us know. But um, yeah, we we definitely showcased our love, and it's it's like you said, it's a very weird choice if you just listen to the music because they aren't showcased. They don't have the greatest voices at that time, but I think those two have the biggest growth of everybody in the band. From then to now, their growth is outstanding, and they're so, so good right now. They were good then. A little questionable Louis X Factor audition, because who knows how he got through. But, <laughs> but now they are, they proved themselves worthy of what they did then. I completely agree, and like, I actually like Louis' album, like, as a solo artist, and Niles, too. Like, I think both of them are solid solo artists, and I'm really excited for their future, um, regardless of whether or not that includes coming back together as One Direction. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Their solo albums are better than a certain member of the band's solo album, um, <laughs> uh, Liam, but that is not what Liam we're talking so about. <laughs> that is not what we're talking about today. So, one thing do you have any more thoughts or should we just jump into our final score literally just one comment because i have to say it harry when he says the word kryptonite in the song <laughs> literally still gives me goosebumps oh yeah I, that's love, all. <laughs> I love that line so much uh so good i agree that's my favorite line probably one of my favorite lines of the up all night album in general it's so iconic too and i mean Kryptonite just stands out like so much. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a big word, you know? <laughs> it's a big word, yeah. And it's also, I don't know what it is. The way he says it, he like puts emphasis on the the night part. Oh, it's, um, sorry. I'm in my feelings. Let's rate this song. All right. One thing for me is a little bit higher than what makes it beautiful. It is getting four stars for me, which may not seem as high as I've been hyping it up today, but I am going to be very scarce with my five stars and a little more scarce with my four and a halfs because I have some major thoughts on my favorite One Direction songs, but I love one thing a lot and I definitely think four stars is worthy for, especially for an early song because they're not perfect. They don't showcase everybody. They're kind of all sound the same to an extent. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I'm a little higher than you. I gave it four and a half stars. Um, and that's just because I do put it higher than What Makes You Beautiful. I think it's a better single. I think it's a better song. It features all the boys. 
it has that line that makes me go weak and it, it just in general like I know we're not going to get into the music videos very much today but the video is better everything about the song in my opinion is just I think it should have been the first song that One Direction released I'll say that it's mm-hmm. fantastic it's probably my favorite on the one or the Up All Night album we'll see Wow. Um, once I listen to everything. Wow. That surprises me, but we'll get into that later because I was going to say thoughts. that might change. That might change. We'll see. I I haven't listened to Up All Night like in totality in a while, so I'm really excited to like get that going again. Yeah. Nice. So we have a four and a half and four star rating for one thing. Now taking the roller coaster ride down, <laughs> we're going to be talking uh. about Gotta Be You insert toilet flush here please <laughs> we're new at this so probably won't be an actual flush so just pretend it's there in your mind imagination it's a beautiful thing yeah so i don't know i maybe i'm talking too much trash about gotta be you but i really don't love the song <laughs> here's the thing it's goofy it's like a goofy song <laughs> it is i don't know a better way to say it it's like the high notes like aren't very common in boy bands like I expect more like I don't know I I don't expect this that's for sure ballads are fine I like a lot of One Direction's ballads this is a weird ballad yeah I honestly the only redeemable factor to gotta be you to me is Harry's voice because I mean we just love his voice it's a bit too like up all night is like Harry's album (laughs) and the high notes the high notes are a little redeemable, but you're right. They're a little odd. I mean, that helps them stand out as a boy band, but it also is just a little weird. I think it's very telling, the fact that this was released as a single, but I never heard it on the radio. I don't know if you ever heard it on the radio, but no. I never did. I don't know and if I, I ever heard one to thing either. To oh, honest. I heard one thing all the time. Okay. But yeah, I never... I think Gotta Be You is an odd choice as a single as well, because I understand wanting to choose a ballad as a single. A lot of people do that. But there were some other options on the on the uh, album that I think would have been a little better, a.k.a. More, more than this. this. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. And I think they might have actually realized that because it did have a video come out. Granted, it was just a live video, but yeah, Gotta Be You, just kind of, the music video is a little too similar to What Makes You Beautiful, the, I don't know, it just kind of, it didn't do it for me. It's also, like, very auto-tuned, so it doesn't necessarily sound yes. like the boys either. It kind of just is, like, there. I don't know, it, it, it takes away from their voices. There is this, like, weird harmony on the like high notes where they sound like a pack of wolves like because they're like howling and then all of a sudden you have like the rest of it's like harry and the pips in the background here and the rest of the wolves are like responding to his like mating call almost it's weird sorry i'm like ripping this up yes they definitely the wolf sound is definitely there the (laughs) the just i the auto-tune Up All Night has tons of auto-tune in it. Not the song, the album, and as as a whole. Well, the song, too, but the album (laughs) as a whole is full of auto-tune. And Gotta Be You just, it stands out 
compared to what makes you beautiful and one thing because while they have auto-tune it is not to the extent that isn't gotta be you and that's not to say like harry's high note is auto-tuned it's not any of that but it's like if you have singers who can sing this well being liam harry and zane no offense to niall or louis but they just hadn't had that growth yet then just showcase them which they did but they still auto-tune them i don't know it's kind of weird it is weird there is one redeeming part of the song that I will share with you now. All right. The one thing that I liked about it is during Zane's solo, there's a harmony line that I, I swear to God, I think it's Niall singing the harmony. And you hardly ever get a Zane Niall like thing anywhere mm-hmm. throughout. And it is just, it made me swoon. I was not ready for it. And then when we got to it, I had to like go back and listen to it again just to make sure that what I was hearing was right. And I was like, <gasps> It's happening. All you Zio lovers, go out and find that. <laughs> I forgot about that, too, about how we always shipped different boys in the band together. Besides Larry, that, that one kind of blew way past the norm. The rest of them were, yeah. <laughs> but, but they were cute. They were, like, really fun, like, seeing their friendships blossom and, like, having people mm-hmm. that were like, no, this is my favorite duo and this is my favorite duo. yeah. So, Zooey people, not Zooey, Zile people, <laughs> go out and find that line. I, I don't really have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. So, we have redeemable factors of gotta be you, of gotta be you being, for me, the high note and Harry's voice, and for you being <laughs> the Zane and Nile line. So, that's not very much. It's not. Oh, I did forget one thing. Go ahead. So we always pick on Niall for his, like, line with, like, chance instead of chance, right? Yeah. I would like it to be known that in Gotta Be You, Liam is supposed to say, like, sing the word chance, and he says chains. It sounds like, it's not quite chains, but it sounds like it could be chains. It's very weird. Yeah, see. So we always pick on Niall, and I would like it to be known that we should have been picking on (laughs) Liam too. Well, the Niall, the chants happened pretty, not pretty late, but a lot later. You know, that was off of the um, four. So maybe people, maybe the fan base was too small. Maybe we were just too in love. We weren't ready to pick on them yet. Who knows? But... (laughs) Everybody go, go hate on Liam. <laughs> so. Not that we're saying that cancel culture is good, but like, he deserves a little bit of flack for this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final ratings for Gotta Be You, because I don't really have anything else to say on this song besides I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly like the song either, which is why I rated it a two out of five. And to be quite Ooh. honest, I think that's, that's nice. Like, I, I probably could have gone a little lower on this. Two is generous. Wow. I actually went a little bit higher, and I gave it a two and a half. I thought about a two, but I gave the half for the high notes because we love some effort. <laughs> Whether it's... That's not to say that they're bad high notes, but it's just kind of... It's out of place. To me, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe we'll get flack for talking so much trash on this song, but... It's just Let us kind know of, your guys' thoughts, guys. Yeah, let us know what you think. 
And thank you guys so much for listening today. We're so excited to be doing this podcast and getting to unleash all this inner fangirl that we've been holding in for so long now that we've grown up. (laughs) If you'd like to let your funky fangirl loose again too, join our community. Follow us on our social media channels. You can find us at LD Fangirls Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Additionally, be sure to join our Facebook group to get the full community experience. Here, we hope there will be additional discussion of the music and other aspects of One Direction's career as a band and a solo artist. Yeah, and finally, if you liked this podcast, please leave us a review. We want to make this interactive and a fun space for our listeners and fans all around. And the best way to do that is to hear your feedback. Additionally, reviews are the best way for us to grow and develop as a podcast. This is a show for you guys, so we want to make this as great for you as we can. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.